Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Uh, bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast all the way from France on the roads of the Tour de France. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or schedule a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me in this podcast is, of course, the great Dave McKenzie. See how I upgraded you? Yeah, I'm not sure what for. What have I done? I, like, I've, I've just been doing the same thing, mate. So I appreciate it, but I am curious. Why, why have you given me that title? I don't know. It's just to keep you happy, actually. <laughs> Maybe you are super domestic of the day. Nah. Okay, Maka, we have a, a, a good stage today to, uh, to Colmar. But before we start, let's listen to this. Twelve is the number. 12 is the number four. Well, it's got a nice little uh, ring to it, hasn't it? Peter Sagan, 12th victory. Hope Michael Matthews isn't listening because he won't like to hear that. But what a win. What a win. Just when you think, just when you think he's not in great form, just when you think the king, I think we can call him the king at the moment, he delivers. He's so, so good. Yeah, he's just, he's so, so good. That's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, 12. But 12 is still not halfway to Cavendish. Yeah, but okay, if you had to, if you had to talk about each victory of each rider, so uh, Cavendish and Sagan, Sagan's are almost worth a couple, aren't they? <laughs> for me, they are. For me, listen, for me, he's a way more exciting rider, sorry, than Mark Cavendish. Mark Cavendish is a great sprinter. I'm not saying he wasn't. Superstar. And these victories are incredible. But the way Sagan wins, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, he's sensational. Yeah, absolutely. So let's recap a little bit uh, the race. And also, we need to find out. And if, if we don't find out in this podcast, we'll find out for uh, the statistic. But how many win for Sagan wearing the green jersey? That's it. That is it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll get the. I need a hotline to Matt Keenan. Well, we do. We just. Everyone does, I think. He, he, he brings out all those stats. Um, let's recap the stage for today. It, it was an interesting stage. We talked about it. And then it was really, you know, we know there were plunge the belle fille tomorrow but today was a real little test of of strength it it was we all got a bum steer too by the way overnight in the tipping competition i mean you know for god's sake i picked alessandro de Marchi. like that was it that was just a waste wasn't it well i picked calmejan <laughs> <laughs> that's way mate stop picking with your heart all right stop picking with your heart you got to pick you got to treat it like it's a business and i mean i can't speak either but yeah well we were all expecting we were expecting a breakaway to go. I really thought a break would go. And even though I sort of hinted that it could be a day for Sagan and Matthews, I didn't think they'd commit all day. So I actually thought when an early break went, I thought as long as it's 10 or 15, they'll stay away. But what happened was they just, they did it really smartly, the Peloton and Sunweb and Bora Arnsgrower. They let four riders go and then they shut the door and stopped anyone else going. So then they could control those four riders. If it's 10 or 15 working, very hard to control. And, you know, it worked into their favour. But at the end of the day, there's only one winner, and it was Sagan. And Bora did a little bit of work, but Sunweb certainly did the lion's share of the work. OK, let's listen to uh, Peter Sagan after his win. Peter, congratulations on your 12th Tour de France stage oh, victory. Thank you very much. 
How does it compare with your others? I don't know. It's first, first in this year. Then <laughs> it's okay. I'm very happy. Yeah, finally. Looking at your green jersey rivals, you've had a few days to size each other up now. Who do you think uh, is your biggest competition going forward? Uh, still, I'm very happy that I have already, you know, a little bit lead, but uh, it's still only the start. So that was Peter Sagan after the win on the stage. Quick question around the, the lead-up of that sprint. We, we saw Daryl Himpy really launching that sprint. We know also that Michael Matthews was not really happy with, uh, with, with Daryl Himpy uh, launching that sprint so early or not working together with him. Uh, if you follow Sophie Smith on her, on her Twitter, she, she actually mentioned that. Uh, do you, like, they're not in the same team. You know, this is what Himpy replied to, uh, to Matthews. Why would Daryl Himpy ride and, and team up with Matthews and why is Matthews getting annoyed that Daryl Impey didn't help him he's, he's annoyed because he failed you know he it, look and I'm not being well I am being critical maybe but I think Michael would agree he'd agree with me he failed you know what was he seventh I think on the stage that's a failure when you've put your team on the front all day um, because this was a stage built for him and he's been riding really well. So he's frustrated. He's super frustrated. I think, I think you know, when he sleeps it off overnight, um, he'll wake up, you know, the next day and say, OK, whatever. I say, said a few choice words, had a couple of opinions and time to get over it and move on. I hope so. And he should because, you know, you've got to quickly, you've got to quickly forget about what happened overnight or 24 hours prior and you've got to think about the head. You can't keep looking in the rear vision mirror or you shouldn't. Um, you've got to assess it, uh, debrief on it, work out what you did wrong, try and fix it the next time and that's it um so yeah i mean it's look it's classic and i mean we love it though we love that banter because it gives us a story and a topic to talk about which is what we're doing now yeah absolutely uh so around this stage you've almost said it on the on the on the show after the after the stage but leading in 10k to go that was in hindsight he was always going to be Sagan for the win because all the sprinters were gone well and again i'm not ruling out michael matthews but all of the vivianis the caleb they were all gone It's true. Look, for me, it was all it was guys like Sagan, Matthews, uh, Cole Brelli, um, those guys. It was going to be one of those who they're sort of that. They're not the purists, but they're still very, very fast. Um, and they're all there. But Sagan, again, he delivers when he has to deliver. And he's a very hard guy to beat in a smaller group, Peter Sagan. You know, a bunch of 50 or whatever it was at the end. He's very, very difficult to beat. He's so strong, so powerful, you know, and he just sort of... He commands his way in the peloton and he commands his position. I don't, it's not often you see people fighting Peter Sagan for a wheel. They all want his wheel, you know, because he's a sure thing. They all want his wheel because he's a sure thing. And, you know, he's a hard man to beat. You know, how do you beat him? He, he's, he's just been a superstar. And we got on the stage, Van Aert finished second, Trentin is third. Uh, you're right, Colbrady is fourth and Van Avermaet is fifth. Van Avermaet was a good pick, actually. Yeah, he was. And look, again, though, and certainly taking nothing away from them, and this is the nature of sprinting, you can be the quickest, but it doesn't mean you're going to win. But Michael's quicker than all of those riders, in my opinion. So he's blown it today. Um, you know, and he can, blame, he can blame other teams or riders or what have you, but in the end, the buck stops with you. And he's got to get over it. Look, we, uh, when I ran back towards the buses and uh, we were chasing Egan Bernal today, uh, amongst others, And uh, it happened to be next door to the Sunweb bus. And as we we're coming back, he was already doing interviews, so we couldn't sort of get in there. But there was a swarm of media around Michael Matthews because they know he always gives something pretty good, you know, some choice words. And, 
You could see the frustration on him. Um, yeah, he's been he's had huge success here. Two stage wins in the green a couple of years ago. He won his remember he won his first stage uh, out of Andorra uh, the year prior to that with the Mitchelton Scott. So he's already had success here. So when you have success, it's like flying business class and then being demoted back to economy. It's really average. You you, ever, you don't ever want to go back. So and he's used to being in business class. Have you ever been demoted to economy? No, I've started in economy more times than I'd like to admit, though. So that's, you know. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the GC, Philippe, still in yellow. That was kind of, I mean, you, you mentioned it yesterday, you predicted it, that that was hard, that he was going to be there, he was going to be in that mix. He was always going to be there because he's, and the way the race unfolded, yeah, he, um, I mean, they, they had a great day, really, De Cornic. They just sat back and they did sorry they did do some work though towards the end with um casper asgrin uh, who, who snapped his bike in half a couple of days ago so he's bounced back all right but really to Koenig, they you know they had a little bit of a free ride for most of the day so i mean it could not have gone better i don't think he's going to hold it for another day though as good as he is julian alaphilippe i just don't think he's going to hold it up uh, that final climb to planche de Belfi. do you know what i think he's going to win You think he's going to win? You you actually think he's going to win? Now, what did I say to you about four minutes ago? Stop stop picking, stop um, tipping with your heart. Yeah. <laughs> no, joke, joke aside, I don't pick with my heart, but you haven't, guys, you guys haven't noticed, but so far I've picked only French riders. Yeah, I've noticed, mate. I've been, I've noticed. I've been giving you some stick all the time. Uh, just a quick mention, too. I mean, we always, uh, you know, we do give the Aussies a bit of extra pump up. Simon Clark, great, great day by him uh it was always destined to be caught unfortunately but he put himself in the mix and got in the break so he was out there for what a good 150 odd kilometers so if i look at the gc we've got alaphilippe in yellow we've got van Aert second kruzvike third bennett fourth matthews fifth that's about to be blown away tomorrow it'll all be blown away tomorrow Stephen Kruzvik, george bennett i expect them to be at the pointy end tomorrow probably more so Stephen kruzvike he was fourth last year You know, how many people remember that? That's, that Stephen Kruzvike was fourth last year in the Tour de France. He can win this bike race. He's a potential winner of this bike race. At his very best, he time trials brilliantly and he climbs as good as just about anyone. So tomorrow, I think, will tell us a huge amount of, of these GC guys. We will see tomorrow. We will eliminate some of the GC hopefuls tomorrow. So it's where it all basically start it really begins no it really does tomorrow uh i know we've had some some winners so far but tomorrow's stage one don't, don't say that to all the riders that's been sweating there but of the, for this week it starts tomorrow it starts tomorrow even for the, yeah, the guys that have been losing 15 20 minutes um but it is an exciting day yeah let's let's look at the stage tomorrow because planche de belfi before we start we remind that planche de belfi the finish line is a kilometer further up that we know And it's on gravel. So hipsters of Fitzroy, we are talking about gravel at the end of that of that race. The hipsters won't be too happy though, because look, I, I, I got some intel, I think, and uh, I actually messaged Robbie McEwen while he was commentating. I knew he'd get back to me eventually because I've been hearing all sorts of stuff, and I thought, well, Robbie and Maddie are here specifically working for the organisation, the Tour de France organisation. I said, what's the story, gravel or no gravel? And he messaged back and said. The story is it's compacted, compressed gravel and the, a thin sealant has been laid across the top. So all you hipsters out there, I know you'll be thumbs down saying, come on, it's not real gravel. And I know, I agree. 
but it is 25%. That's 25%. Pretty, you can't, almost impossible to do gravel on a road bike at 25%. Let's go through the stage though. Before you start, pronunciations, please. No, no, no. You're going to try first and then I correct. Mulus. 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 I was close. Was it? If I walked into the town and said that, would they understand me? In a French tent, they won't. <laughs> now, it's, we should point out, too, we're in a very uh, uh, strong German influence, aren't we, on this side of France? What, what's that sort of feel like for you as a Frenchman? Because I, I was reading up on the history, Colmar, and, and, and it, it basically had, was German-occupied through both world wars, and then it was handed back to France. But it's such an interesting part of the world, isn't it? For me, it's interesting even more, because you know, because I told you the story, but uh, I went through my uh, ancestry. Uh, lately, and in 1635, my family was from this area, from you know, 100k away from from Mulhouse and all this area. And then when you look back into the the, the ancestry of my family, well, there's some people in there that were, you know, they were born German, and then they were naturalized French, then renaturalized German, and then renaturalized French. Uh, so that's, that's kind of shaped the history of the area. But you know what? 2019, it's all forgotten. It's France. Yeah, it's great. But but the funny thing is. You may well have been speaking with a German accent. Yeah, David. How? How? It like Jens Voigt. <laughs> Shut up legs. <laughs> Shut up legs. Oh, no. I love Jensy, but, you know, two of you in the compound couldn't have coped. That's stereo, you know. <laughs> okay, let's go so on cycling. Uh, it's one hell of a stage tomorrow. It is. 160.5 kilometres. So I think it's the shortest stage so far, apart from the team's time trial. It's the shortest stage and they generally are the hardest. And what we've got is at 43 kilometres, a Category 1 climb, 10 kilometres in length. Then we've got a Category 3, which basically is on the same mountain. It doesn't descend. It just kicks up for an extra 1.3 kilometres. Then we have a Category 2 at 76.5. Another Category 1 at 105. Keeps going, folks. Category 3 at 123. Category 2 at 141. And then the final climb to La Planche de Béfi, which we've been up a number of times already. Chris Froome, in fact, it was his first Tour de France stage win here. Absolutely. I was going to mention this. Special mention to, uh, to Chris Froome because that's his first stage, first stage win here. Yeah. And you know what? Let's do a shout out to Froome. He hope you're recovering well, mate. And uh, we understand he's out of hospital. So uh, let's hope he recovers. Let's hope we see him back at the Tour de France because he is a real champion. And I imagine he will be watching this tomorrow. And especially for someone like him, you don't want to end a career or end a career at the Tour de France like it just happened. So absolutely agree. We need from back on the Tour de France. How do you see the, the race shape? Are we going to see a breakaway straight away and then they're going to go woof to the end or at least try? I think we'll see a break early on. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll definitely see a break early on. Just don't think it will survive. I think what will happen is the general classification teams like Ineos, like Yumbo Visma, but I think Ineos will be, this is the, tomorrow is their day where they suddenly, we see them at the front taking control. So they, a break will go, it might take five minutes, but it'll be brought back at the finish. Talking of Ineos, let's uh, hear from uh, Eagle Bernard. I believe you spoke to him uh, at the end of the stage, uh, talking about the stage that coming up in La Planche de Bellefille. How was it? How's, how's your tour so far? Five days in, it's gone like that. Tomorrow now we hit the first serious mountain stage. Yeah, tomorrow will be a really hard stage, I think, for, for everyone. All the GC riders for sure want to do something good. 
Uh, I think for the morale, for, for everything, for the position, it will be really important for us too. So, yeah, we will try to, to do our best and, yeah, I'm looking for the stage for tomorrow. You feel calm, relaxed? You look relaxed. Yeah, now, yes. <laughs> after, after the turbo, yes. Yeah, I'm calm, a little bit calm. I think that um, I have a really good team. Uh, and with G also fighting for the GC is, is really good for me. So, yeah, I will try to do my best. And if not, I'm just 22. And uh, I just want to, to enjoy the tour because it's a really nice race. And, yeah, it's, yeah enjoy the race. That was Eagle Bernard. He's lovely, Eagle Bernard. He is. He's, no, he's, uh, I must say, he's pleasant to talk to. And, look, he gave us his time because he did Spanish interviews prior to that and I had the microphone in on the Spanish and we know how let's say vibrant inverted comma the Spanish interviews are <laughs> yes absolutely um so yeah but he, he's he was happy to stay around and and do English interviews what he, what what strikes me with him is that for 22 years of age he is so mature and it's like he's ready to win the Tour de France already is he really 22? Yeah, another conspiracy theory. Hang on, we've had a couple already, haven't we? We're only five days in, a couple of conspiracy theories. What was the other one? The twins. <laughs> the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo for Adam and Simon. Come on, boys. No, we're just joking, but if it's true, they started here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I know, you just can't believe he's only 22 years of age. And I mean, if he did win... Will he be the youngest ever winner since Laurent Fignon or Bernardino? I don't know. We need Matthew Kinnan again, but he, he would it's, be... It has to be... It almost has to go back that far. It would be phenomenal if he, if he was to win the race. So, but I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We will, but we will get a good shot. We won't know the winner of the Tour de France tomorrow. No, no chance. That's pretty obvious. But we will know who isn't going to win it. So there will be some guys eliminated tomorrow. Okay, and I'm going to ask you, where in that stage do you see Philippe winning the stage? <laughs> um, I think in your dreams in bed tonight. That, that's, that's the part of the stage. No, it'll all happen on the final climb. All the climbs we talked about, I think that's what will wear the breakaway down. Uh, and I just think that Team Ineos and the other strong teams, it'll be, it'll be a real push to the base of that climb. So the pace will be on on the second last climb. And look, this second last climb... It's 3.5 kilometres at 9.5%. And that's on top of all the climbing that they've already done. So tomorrow is a, it's a real mini mountain stage. That's going to be very interesting. Anyone else that you think can shine on that stage? Look, I'm just curious. Oh, I think it goes without saying. Let's see what Richie's got. Let's see where he's at. You know, he's, I, think it's, I think so far this has been really good for him. He's been able to ride himself in. I think, all things considered, he can hopefully ride himself into form on this tour, opposed to other years. Uh, and Stephen Kruzvik, to me, he is still... He's not a dark horse because I think the world of cycling knows what he's capable of, but uh, he, he potentially could win the stage tomorrow and take yellow. So there's so many things. So many things can happen. And someone like Richie, do you think uh, that could be the stage where he can show everybody in, in the form he is in? Because at the minute we haven't really seen it. We talked about the, the lead out yet, but he's having quite a good tour so far. Yeah, yes. Look, he's apart from those that that team's time trial, uh, he lost a bit of ground. He's having he's having a good tour, but so are the other main GC guys, uh, apart from Jakob Fulsang, who crashed on stage one, I think, and got the stitches. Um, yeah, look, I think he needs to follow Richie, 
as crazy it is, probably in times past, I'd say he needs to attack, he needs to get back seconds wherever he can. It is a long, long way to go. He needs to follow tomorrow, and only in the very last minute, and I mean in the last kilometre, half a kilometre, if he is there, then maybe he should think about going for the stage win or going for some time. But that last kilometre that kicks up to 25%, I really don't think you want to attack you know, early on on that climb unless you have just got super incredible legs. Because Ineos will do the old, you know, 450 watts uh, for five, six kilometres. That's what's going to happen. Interesting uh, and a lot to follow. Thank you, Maka, for uh, for all the, uh, this analysis. Uh, before we go, I want to mention that there is a uh, couple of Zwift rest day rides that are organised. Uh, this will be with uh, Matthew Kinnan and Robbie McEwen. Uh, it will be live streamed via the uh, SBS Cycling Central website and live on Zwift. For more information, you can, of course, go to our friends, Zwift.com. I don't know. Maka, I am tired, but what and where can we have for food tonight? Well, you saved our, our white little butts last night at, <laughs> at our bed and breakfast. Oh, please, that's, please tell that story. <laughs> yeah, you did. And, and, and it was quite funny, actually. I mean, uh, I will say, I can understand bits of French and I can mutter out a few words, but we got in there and she was a lovely country lady and her husband and she came out and she's like, oh, you speak French? In French, she's talking in French. And we're like, no, not really. And she's getting, and I, she was getting more stressed than us. <laughs> and I wasn't here yet because I was delayed. Uh, and I came like 15, 20 minutes later. Correct, correct. And you came in and we're like, Christoph, we clicked the fingers, got you over. And then you started, but then you, 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 you slipped straight into the role because you started walking around, handing the menu out to us. <laughs> and then I handed the menu back and said, uh, Monsieur, uh, merci, Monsieur. And uh, anyway, it was a lovely dinner, wasn't it? And they're the, they're the accommodations. Uh, that we love and it was just in a, such a beautiful spot so more of that well what's a what is the local cuisine where we're going tonight we're only 30 minutes away from colmar so what's the local cuisine if it's alsatian uh, it doesn't go with the weather we're having right now because it will be sauerkraut choucroute. oh with german influence schnitzel let's go for schnitzel that's a good call mate schnitzel well pot and parma oh, we'll walk into the first uh, german influenced restaurant and we'll just go two pot and parmas thanks <laughs> Is that not called Palmy in New South Wales? Yes, Let's not start this Let's debate. Let's not start this, and we're going very bogan, so we'll, we'll get off that. It's been a, other than that, it's been a fairly serious pop today. We've really dissected the race, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a good race uh, in our hands, and we've got a good stage coming up tomorrow. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf. And you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until the next podcast, which will be tomorrow morning, it's bye for now. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Watopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.